0: Hey everyone, we are hitting you today with a little bit of a bonus episode. Madeline and I are working on a pretty big topic that's going to take a lot of work and a lot of time recording. So it's probably going to end up being three, maybe even four episodes long. And Maddie just wanted to make sure that everything was perfect in our outline and she wanted to spend more time on it so we decided to just get together talk about some random shit like we usually do but we're also going to be giving our two cents on the newer horror movie called host it's the one that was shot during the pandemic last year like right in the middle of quarantine so if you haven't watched that yet Watch it first before listening to today's episode because there are some big spoilers. But as always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, be kind and stay weird. This is the What If I Told You podcast, a show where we give you our unfiltered opinion on movies that you don't care about. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a new idea for this week. We're working on something big.
1: Mm, Yes.
0: But we wanted to stay weird, so we're hitting you with our expert... Critique abilities. Critiquing abilities? Criticism abilities? Um, critique abilities. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're doing. I've always wanted to be a critic. hmm Really, I would like to be, like, a food critic. hmm But movies will do for now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we have different opinions on this movie.
1: So we have polar opposite opinions on this movie, which is excellent. I love it. It It's so excellent. But let's give you a little rundown on the movie first. Yes. So we're working on our investigation of two very, very large cases. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to throw one of them together and not do it justice, we just decided that we would both watch the same scary movie. Yep. And then we would record our, like,
0: thoughts about the movie.
1: Yeah. Because it kind of goes with the theme of this show. We don't have, like, a real theme. but No,
0: not at this point.
1: Scary movies are in there. Yeah. 100%. you hundred know, percent. It's a whole bag of weird in here, and so it fits. So, as we were trying to figure out what movie we were going to watch, uh, I hit up friend of the podcast Mm -hmm. my old friend Caleb he is an actual expert on films in general but specifically horror films literally knows everything there is to know about horror films it's really freaky little concerning maybe maybe a little concerning but we don't judge people we don't judge people. Um, I certainly have the darkness in me, so I can't be saying, excuse me, sir, why do you watch so much horror films? Right. Because then someone's going to be like, why did you research real life murders for five hours yesterday?
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: you have a point. Mm-hmm. Question rescinded.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure a couple weeks ago at work, I started listening to a new podcast. Um, the did Massacre? Um, I Heart Radio produced it, and anyways, it's it's not a very old case, but it's about eight people from the same family. They didn't all live in the same house, but from the same family within, I think it was three or four different houses huh. were murdered in the same night. What? Yeah, so we should definitely do an episode on that. Yeah, that's wild. But, like, a couple weeks ago, I'm sitting there listening to it at work, per usual, and someone came up to me, and uh, I don't know, this was my response to what they said, and I was like, I'm trying to relax, I'm listening to a a podcast about a family who was massacred, and they were just like, that's terrifying that that relaxes you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know what it is, but... I can see why he loves scary movies. I love scary movies. And it it does... I don't know. I think it's because it reminds me so much of, like, fall, Halloween.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, I just like that. Same. I, I do
1: enjoy scary movies a lot. My biggest issue with scary movies is I don't do like, torture gore films. I can't do, like, the Saw. Saw, like, hostile, that kind of shit, I can't do. I
0: feel like it's unnecessary.
1: It's so gratuitous to me. It's it's not scaring me. Um, It's making me want to throw up.
0: Yeah, and I don't like that feeling.
1: I also, whenever I watch those movies, some part of me feels like I can feel it.
0: Yeah, I just feel dirty when I watch
1: those. Like, so one movie that is not really like a torture gore film, it kind of is approaching that, but it's not. It's House of Wax, mm, yeah, the newer that's one. Been a while. Oh, there's a new one. Well, no, it's it's not the original. Okay, it's the remake, but it's not the so gotcha. it's you know it's not old, but it is old because it came out and when I was in high school, so it's yeah. old, but. So that movie isn't too gory. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that bad. It's kind of a shit film, but it's not that bad on the gore. Yeah. But there's this one part where the main girl is in, like, the sewer, and there's, like, a manhole cover, Mm -hmm. but it's a grate. So she sticks her finger up through the grate to, like, get someone's attention so that they can lift the grate and get her out. She sticks her finger up, and this guy just... One the killer, comes up with clippers and just clips off the, like, tip of her finger. I can feel my finger getting cut off. I get that. When I see it. Now, now, I can really feel it. Because you straight up chopped that thing. (sighs) I almost cut off the (laughs) tip of my finger. Uh, I was peeling sweet potatoes. And... With a potato peeler, because that's what you do. Yeah. And I pss, potato peeled my fucking finger. <laughs> I sent Emily a picture of it. It bled for about twenty minutes. Yeah, it's. Yeah.
0: It it looked rough. If I was here, I would have panicked. Probably just would have. I had to walk outside to breathe some air. Yeah.
1: I didn't panic. Obviously. Um, I just like got the paper towels and was like holding it on there. But uh, I was really disappointed in April because she didn't even attempt to lick my wound.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: And I was, I was like, I'm your mother. What, what are you doing? What is, what is your role here? You lick me all the time. All you do is lick my legs whenever I have lotion on or when I'm sweaty. Mm-hmm. Lick my face all the time. She'll straight up. Just lick my neck
0: until I make her stop. But she won't lick my wound. Man, when I chopped my thumb those couple years ago, (laughs) that was the scariest (laughs) shit of my life. And I, I needed stitches.
1: You definitely needed stitches.
0: 100%. I still have zero feeling in this thumb.
1: That's really insane. Do you know
0: what it's been like to live life with zero feeling and a thumb that's still attached to your hand.
1: What's so weird is the thumb is what separates us from like the rest of the earth, all the other creatures. We have the opposable thumb, dude. I
0: can't even think about that day because it, it's, it's like full PTSD for me. (laughs) It makes me, it makes me really nervous. I feel like I'm sweating right now, just thinking about it. And, um, Yeah, the crazy thing is, is the scar is not bad, but it's, you could tell where it was. If I hit it on something just right, those nerves that are, like, trying to heal but probably won't ever heal. Yeah. Like, if I hit it just right, it'll feel like my hand and arm are getting electrocuted. Yeah. (laughs) And that happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But at least it was my left hand. Yeah.
1: See, mine is also my left index finger. So it's because you're doing the shit with your right.
0: Right. Um, Chopping lettuce with a huge butcher knife, for example. Yeah. That was a good idea.
1: Peeling potatoes with a potato peeler. Holy shit. I mean, who would have fucking thought? Uh, I will say typing has been a real bitch.
0: Oh, I bet.
1: I've been typing, like, without using my index finger. Mm. I'm, like... I'm typing like ten words per minute. It's fucking ridiculous.
0: (laughs) I think the most annoying part for me was like I do so much flipping through paper at work. (laughs) I can't. I can't feel it, and like now I have learned how to kind of feel it through my mind. Mm -hmm. But that took a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was gross. I don't like to think about it. Yeah. Uh, I also
1: cut my leg really bad today while I was shaving.
0: And what's crazy is we have both had major surgery in our life. Yeah, I would rather have another C section than to ever cut my finger like I did. <laughs> um, let's see, would I want to have breast surgery? First of all,
1: I would totally have breast surgery again. Uh, I had a reduction, by the way. I would certainly redo it. It was the best, like the best decision I ever made in mm-hmm. my whole life was to have breast surgery. Uh, Shout out to Dakota. He was a real trooper.
0: And you guys were moving. We moved literally three (laughs)
1: days after I had surgery. I was like T-Rexing it the whole time. Yeah, you're like, well, I can't lift my arms. Yeah, I literally could not lift anything. Yeah, Uh, And Artie was a puppy. Yeah, he was. He wasn't even six months old. He was like four months old. That was was a lot
0: of shit happening at once.
1: So much shit happening at once. So when you have breast surgery, or probably a lot. I had drain tubes. And the anesthetic, it was the first time I'd ever had anesthesia in my whole life. It did make me sick. So when I woke up, I, like, locked eyes with my mom. And she was like, how do you feel? And I immediately sat up and puked. Mm -hmm. And then when we got home, her and my stepdad took me back to my apartment. Dakota was there. And I walked in the door and threw up. And he was like, oh, this is going to be great. (laughs) Love it. And he had to drain my drain tubes for Mm -hmm. me and write down on a chart how much fluid was in the drain tube all night. Every, like, two hours he had to empty my drain tubes. That's amazing. And he straight up did it.
0: That's true love.
1: That is true love.
0: Yeah. I got violently sick after both C-sections. Mm-hmm. But not after I got my gallbladder taken out.
1: Did you have general anesthesia when you got your gallbladder out? Because I think it's a I local don't... when you have a C-section because you're awake, right?
0: Right. Yeah. I don't... I Were you completely under? For my gallbladder? Yeah. Yeah, so you had a general anesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, that's always fun, like, puking with a... In your abdomen. Like, yeah, oh, all... yeah. Yeah, it was... Bad, bad. And yeah. what's can we talk about the puke bags at a hospital? It's like a tube. Like, excuse me. You think I'm gonna throw up in this little hole? <laughs> <laughs> I straight up did. Like and when when you have that incision down there, they literally tell you to hold it shut. Hold it shut? Are I'm you kidding sorry. me? I'm sorry. After after Caden, like I had to take a pillow and like Tuck it under my new, just had a baby belly flap and push on it while I was vomiting everywhere.
1: Oh my God, that's horrible. It
0: was horrible and it lasted forever. With Jameson, I only got sick for maybe like an hour, Mm -hmm. but with Kate, it just wouldn't stop. I was like, this is how I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm going to die by vomiting and all of this shit. These stitches aren't going to last. All my insides are going to fall out.
1: Yeah. Damn. See, recovery from breast surgery was not that bad. The worst part was when they took the drain tubes out. I can't. They did not prepare me. So I knew I was going to have drain tubes. I only had them the first night. And then the next day, like 24 hours after surgery, I went back to the clinic for them to remove the drains and look at the incision, make sure everything was cool and mm-hmm. like redress. So I knew that the drain tube was... On one on each side under the skin. Mm -hmm. I thought that there was like a suture that they were just going to pull out and the drain tube would just come out. Mm -hmm. Folks at home, that is not the case. (laughs) So I'm sitting on the table in the exam room and she has me lift one arm and I'm like, okay, she doesn't tell me anything. She just says we're going to remove them. Great. I'm sitting up. One arm over my head like I'm getting a breast exam. And she says, okay, I'm going to count to three. Take a deep breath. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm still, like, loopy. Yeah. And she just pulls it the fuck out. Just pulls it out. And I was like...
0: (gasps) Now you have to do that again?
1: And then I had to do it on the other side. I felt and I'm pretty sure I saw my soul leave oh, I my bet. body oh I it can't it was no I passed out you did after she pulled the second one I straight up passed out and she had to give me apple juice like <laughs> how long were you out not that long I think like one minute but I was like it was pain it overload.
0: Was, and it was probably shock, too. Yes,
1: it was definitely shock. I, I had a body full of anesthetic. And let me just tell you, so I've had IVs before in my life. Mm-hmm. You get an IV put it in, it does it sucks, but it's like whatever.
0: Right.
1: So when the anesthesiologist came to give me the anesthetic before surgery, he was like, do you want me to numb the site? And I was like, sure. He yeah. numbed it, so I didn't feel it when he put it in the top of my hand. They're not going to do shit when they pull tubes out from under my skin? I don't like that. Great. No. So, that was the most painful thing I've ever had happen to me, and I have an eight-hour tattoo.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, and it's so like, like it's sensitive there. I I don't know.
1: So everyone, I would like none of that. Everyone out there who's considering getting breast reduction surgery. Definitely do it. Mm-hmm. But just prepare. P- please know they're going to rip some shit out of you <laughs> and not give you a heads up before they do it. Yeah. Now, I I want to
0: know if that's actually, like, standard procedure or if this bitch was just, like, on one. She was like, you know what? I My vacation starts tomorrow. Like, we're getting this shit done. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
1: Oh, it was... I just can't even tell you. Like, I would totally do it all again and sit through pulling the drain tubes out. Like, whatever. But, son of a bitch, (laughs) I'm going to complain about it forever.
0: (laughs) Oh, Like, if I ever
1: have a child, I'll definitely go and have, like, a lift done at least or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because that is the advantage of having breast reduction surgery is it's basically a two-for-one. Right. You get smaller, but they also have to lift you. Right. And Otherwise, it
0: would be very weird. It would be
1: very weird. Mm -hmm. So, it's a two for one, Mm -hmm. basically. Because you could just go and have a lift if you wanted. And they would be, like, up and whatever. But if your boobs are already to the point where they weigh so much that you need them lifted, Mm -hmm. just get a reduction, too. Yeah. So, I will definitely do that if I have a kid. I'll just get these things fixed again. I want to
0: get like a mommy makeover
1: yeah what is that like is that a vajazzle too
0: I mean I don't have to worry about that yeah. I don't know I know it's like like tummy boob thing
1: yeah I I figure because I know there's like a surgery you can have on your vagina it's like a revagination or something I've heard of that and they like make it all sparkly cleaned I mean it's already probably clean I hope but I mean (laughs) they like redo the whole shit I
0: don't I don't know anything about your vagina after giving birth vaginally so right so yours is still like tip-top
1: for yeah I mean it's
0: it's the same yeah I mean I know they bounce back pretty well I don't know I mean I I haven't like really looked at one before and after (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Me either. I am horrified by the but thought, though. But I will say, like, other than the fact I have clearly gained weight since before I got pregnant with children. Yeah. I mean, Just, that, that's what happens. I i don't know, like, how you could maybe get insurance to pay for some of it or if it would have to all be out of pocket. And this is, like, dreaming big. This is, like, high goals here. Probably yeah. won't happen. But, like, the way, and a lot of C-section moms experience this, if you're not, like, a smaller person to begin with, because some people just fucking bounce back from being pregnant. Mm -hmm. But they call it C-section shelf. And it's just the way, like, the bottom of your stomach, like, I think it might have to do with the healing process. You're not moving your torso around a lot, so I'm going to assume that the weight of you know, whatever pregnancy weight you've gained and how your skin has stretched out and then the incision right underneath it. Mm-hmm. But just the way that it's like there just really bugs me. Yeah. Like I've accepted the fact that I will never be a size 10, mm-hmm. but it bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. And uh, I even think if I lost a bunch of weight for some reason just in my stomach, it would still look like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know if you just go and be like, yeah, I fucking hate this. So can yeah. you get insurance to cover it? I There doubt has it. to be a medical. You reason. could definitely like
1: uh, insurance paid for my surgery, right? Because it would have eventually affected your back. And I have actual indentations in my shoulders, like the bones in my shoulders, yeah, are dented forever from bra and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I actually, that's what like my doctor said. Uh, I've tried to talk my mom into going and having a consultation because before I had surgery, I probably wore a 36 G.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So your largest bra that you get at department apartment store is double D. Yeah. Which is an E. Yeah. And then you have F, G, and H. So my mom is bigger than I ever was. Yeah. And I'm like, mom. When I went to the doctor for my consultation and they take all the photos of like all the marks from your bra, your shoulders, everything mm-hmm. to send to insurance, which uh, can we just talk about how the insurance board who approves surgery like this is consistent of men and they get to decide if your boobs are a health hazard? Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Newhan, who has since retired, but she was like, don't worry. We're going to send these in. If they do not approve the surgery, we will retake the photos. We will submit them until they cover it. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. This is why I spent three months finding a female plastic surgeon to mm-hmm. do the surgery. So I keep telling my mom, go and have a consultation. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Because why not? she is 50 and has dealt with this her whole life yeah she's way more problems than i did right because i was 28 yeah she should definitely go i should make her an appointment (laughs) yeah so the movie we're talking about is called host host and i watch it on amazon prime same uh you can rent it it's like three bucks or whatever 3.99 so uh this was recommended by caleb and it was actually filmed during i think like Summer 2020. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely
0: height, quarantine.
1: Height of the pandemic. Heavy, heavy quarantine. And it's all via Zoom.
0: Yeah. Which I will say, um, some people don't want to watch a movie that's not regularly filmed. Yeah. Because everyone thinks Blair Witch. All right, uh, Which doesn't bother me too much. But uh, it, they did a very good job of it not being like very shaky. Yes. yes.
1: It yeah. Um I have a hard time watching movies that are like quote unquote found film. Mm-hmm. Like The Blair Witch or we recently watched a movie called As Above So Below. It's oh, yeah. a foreign film. It's it's fine. It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't as much going on as right. I thought there was going to be, but that's a whole different thing. Uh but that is found film. Yeah. And I Maybe couldn't even appreciate the movie because I'm so prone to headaches anyway. Yeah. And if I watch a found film that is longer than a half hour, it just wrecks my eyeballs. It's just too much of the distortion and the shaky. Mm -hmm. I had to take like five ibuprofen after we finished watching that movie and then go to bed. It was fucking terrible. (laughs) So, I can't ever... I can't watch those kind of movies. So, But this one, none of that. Yeah. None of it. was super, like, clear.
0: Yeah, it was very clear. Um, They did a good job of making it seem realistic as far yeah. as a Zoom call. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to try to ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it. But it's a group of people that get together to have a virtual seance. Yeah. And, you know... I mean clearly bad shit happens. Obviously
1: since there's a movie, it you know that shit goes awry. Right.
0: They're not just sitting there for oh, and it's only an hour long.
1: Yeah, which is another really like yeah plus for us. Yeah. Like
0: So obviously bad shit happens, um because yeah. they're not gonna sit there for an hour and
1: nothing happened. Right. Yeah. I hated it. I thought it was I, I I'm not gonna say that I loved it, but I did enjoy it a lot. I thought it was like conceptually awesome. Uh, obviously, very timely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like really uh, relatable, I guess. I thought the high concept was creative,
0: yeah, and unique. I think it was unique. I think I did really like the concept. I was just very very underwhelmed by the things that happen, but I have very high expectations for scary movies that are primarily paranormal. Mm. I think they could have done more with it because I'm, I can't speak for everyone, but it's not scary to me to see someone like drug across the floor in a chair. Like that, to me wasn't like, oh shit. It was just like, okay. Like I'm waiting. I just kept waiting for something. I I don't know. I I just didn't feel satisfied.
1: I felt like, see, I felt the opposite. Like the, um, so the chair scene is like one of the very first, Things that happen whenever. And of course it was. Yeah. That's one of the very first one, like, things that happen is one of the characters gets drug. Like, she's sitting in a chair, it gets drug, and she, like, hits a wall or whatever. I could see what they were tra- what they were doing here. Obviously, they're not going to put in a ton of special effects because it's supposed to be via Zoom. Right. And it's, it would, it wouldn't, it would be so out of place If it was overproduced. And I guess. Oh yeah. I guess that's why. None of like. The lack of. Actual wild shit happening. Didn't affect how I felt about the movie.
0: Yeah. Um, I think what I mean by that is. Everything that happened. Like every event. Scary event in that movie happened. Within like five seconds, like each individual event, like wasn't very long. And then there was Mm -hmm. a pause in between and then you knew another one was coming. And I've said before that it takes a lot. And this was primarily, I think, like a jump scare movie. Um, You know, you're like watching through the camera, like, you know, something's going to pop out when they open the door. I didn't jump one time. I, I probably, I did. I think the normal person would. So, I mean, I think if you're someone who likes paranormal movies, like paranormal scary movies, you'd like it. But, like, like I've said before, it's almost concerning that it I just sat there straight, like, stone cold, like, waiting. I, I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I. Those are just, I don't know. Um, I think that I am a minimalist, I guess, when it comes to certain types of movies, I guess I am a minimalist. Mm-hmm. So the the illusion of something happening satisfies me as opposed to whatever else. And predictability in a movie doesn't necessarily ever bother me. I think it does bother me. I think that's, I think that's it actually is the predictability. I don't think, I think the rest of it would have been fine for you without the predictability element.
0: Yeah. And I, I think maybe another problem was like, and I knew what the concept was. So obviously I wasn't expecting this, but there wasn't a whole lot of suspense for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But the predictability was like. She's going to open that door and there's something's going to jump out or, uh, she's going to throw that blanket and it's going to land in the air because something is standing there. Like, I just knew all that shit was going to happen. Yeah. And of course, because of the concept and it being, you know, filmed through Zoom or whatever. Yeah. Not a lot can happen. Right. And I don't know if we should cut this out to not ruin it. Like everyone dies really. Every single one of them dies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come the fuck on. Tell me why at the very beginning when like the lady who is doing the, you know, guiding the seance, like before she cut out, like something like came at her and attacked her and she didn't mention it at all.
1: Yeah. See, and it happened so fast that I questioned whether something just fell, like a coat rack or something just fell, or if something... Had attacked her. I was waiting for that to come back
0: up. Right. Even but, if it was like something falling, why didn't she say that?
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know. So I weird. thought that was weird. Yeah, I thought that was weird. But I think that there's one standout scene for me specifically, and it's um the girl who set up that background of herself walking. Mm-hmm. Whenever she gets like full on attacked. By the spirit or demon or whatever. And so she's got a background set of her walking. Mm-hmm. It's like a pre-recorded thing. So it looks like she's walking around in the background, but she's not. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's like her bloody face like smacks into the camera or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was a standout scene. The idea of her the background being there was really like creative, I thought. It's such a short movie. It is very short. So it's sixty-six minutes, but that also includes an extra little scene with the actual actors and production. Yeah. So I think obviously the idea is that a free Zoom session is an hour.
0: Yeah. Cause at the end It says, yeah. yeah. It says
1: that. So I did I didn't think about that until it was over and it like popped up session has ended. Right. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch it again. I would definitely watch it again. But I do think it was a great idea. And I think it was executed as best as they could to stay within the realm of possibility for that situation.
1: Yeah. I think they, they set themselves parameters to see what they could do with one hour... Within the confines of Zoom. Right. And I think they did a really good job within those constraints. What I equate this to with is like, um, I recently, not recently, but um, a while back tasked myself with writing sonnets. Mm -hmm. And a sonnet is a very specific structure of poem. Mm -hmm. It's 14 lines. You do three stanzas of four lines and then one stanza of two lines right so that's it like that is the structure you have to work within yeah and it's it having to work within such a tight and precise structure does something to your brain i feel like if you're a creative, I guess, it probably doesn't work for everyone. I don't know. Yeah. But it does something to your brain. It makes you more creative in a way because you have less room to move around. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I felt about this movie.
0: Yeah. I can see that.
1: So I really liked it. I would say watch it. Yeah, I mean definitely watch it. Yeah. It's 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 not like wildly scary so you know if you're someone who's tentative about scary movies this is a decent one to go to go with it's not
0: yeah and i mean i would say 80 percent of scary movies that i watch end up like disappointing me a little bit Mm -hmm. so it's not surprising that it disappointed me um i like i remember when the nun came out and everyone was like holy fuck that movie is scary Mm. like i've never seen it i mean like we watched it and when it ended i was i literally like kept staring at the screen thinking it was like some blackout like it wasn't over and Mm -hmm. then it was over and i was like nothing happened yeah like there was two like decently scary scenes in that movie i I don't understand why everyone is freaking out about this yeah because it's a nun huh Like, a scary nun. And they make her look, like, really creepy. The cover was scarier than the entire movie. Yeah. So, it does not surprise me that I wasn't super impressed by it. Yeah. Which is weird. I'm also not going to sit at home alone in a dark room and watch a movie by myself. Yeah. Why? Even though I know it's not going to scare me, I still don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I typically don't watch... Scary movies when I'm still, like, home by myself.
0: But, like, we can watch a terrible documentary about, like, mass murder. Yeah. I typically don't watch those when I'm by myself either. Really?
1: Yeah. This house is just, like, big and, like, creepy. That's true. Um, There's quite
0: a bit of windows, too.
1: There are a lot of windows. But if Dakota's not home... Now, if he's gonna be home later...
0: Yeah, I can see that. Then,
1: Then I don't... It doesn't bother
0: me. Or, like, afternoon.
1: Yeah. Like... As long as he's not out of town. Yeah. If I'm spending the night here by myself, then I typically, like, watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Or Gilmore Girls.
0: Real quick, because this is a movie review episode, we watched Luca last night. Mm-hmm. It's fucking adorable. Everyone should watch it. It's Disney? It's on Disney+. Plus. Okay, cool. Um, Jameson loved it. Yeah. And I had, like, I didn't really know what he was. And I saw the cover and I was like, oh, is Luca a little mermaid? And Jameson goes, uh no, he's a sea monster. I was like, oh. Gotcha. It was adorable. So maybe watch Host and then watch Luca afterwards. Yeah. What did we watch after we watched Host?
1: Oh, we watched this really stupid movie. It's like... <laughs> I think it's kind of supposed to be a rom-com. Mm-hmm. I don't really even remember what the title is. It's from, like, it's from 2012. We had to look mm-hmm. it up because Tom Hardy is in it. Oh, and Tom Hardy. And we were, he's thin, and we had to situate it within all of his other movies yeah. that he's, like, bulked for. So... We were like, well, when was Bronson? Bronson was 2008. And we were like, he was huge in Bronson. So he had to lose weight. Oh, this is 2012. That's enough time. But he did Lawless in 2012. Okay. These movies all came out in 2012. The movie we watched, which is like he's a CIA agent and his partner, they both end up trying, are in love with the same girl, and it's Reese Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. And it's like them kind of competing for her throughout the movie or whatever it's silly and stupid and she picks the wrong guy uh spoiler alert not tom like an idiot anyway it's a like stupid doesn't hold up for 2021 type of film but it was fine tom hardy has a perfect mouth so i got to look at that for the whole film there you go but i was we were shocked we could not believe that that movie came out in 2012 lawless came out in 2012 where he's way bigger Mm -hmm. and then he played bane in dark knight rises in 2012 he was fucking gigantic as bane in dark knight rises that's weird i have no idea how the man did this (laughs) i don't know it's wild if you look at a picture of him in the movie we watched last night i have no idea what it's called so please do not ask Um, (laughs) he's, like, he's not, like, skinny. Yeah. But he's, like, thin. Right. And then if you look at a picture of that movie and then you look at him as Bane, Mm -hmm. not the same person at all. Weird. It's so weird. I don't get that. I love The Dark Knight Rises, by the way. It's It's excellent. Maybe it's because Tom Hardy's in it. Probably. If he's, if he is in something, I will watch it. Now I want to watch Lawless. Ugh. I love Lawless. Now you're a huge Shia fan. Honestly, I have almost no feelings to for or against Shia LaBeouf. Like he's he's whatever, but Tom Hardy. What's up? I mean, yeah.
0: But I love Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's good in that movie. Lawless. It's such a good movie. It is such a good movie. I think that's what I'm gonna watch when I go home. You really should. It's so it's so good. It's so good. It's one of Dakota's It's good every time. Every single time. It's like Inglorious Bastards. It's a good every time you watch it. Oh, Fuckin I love I. Brad Pitt trying to do the Italian accent. he should have won an o- an Oscar specifically for that scene. So good. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Really? I've mm-hmm. seen that I've only seen it once. Really? Yeah. You you should watch it really. You should watch it soon. It's it's even better like the second and third time you yeah. watch it. It's just uh, it's so long though. That it, it is really long. Is Lawless long. is long too.
0: Yeah, Lawless is like over 2 hours, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, Forrest Bonderant.
0: Mm. So, Watch Host, Watch Luca. Go ahead and watch Lawless while you're at it.
1: Throw in Lawless. Um, watch The Dark Knight Rises. It's, uh, it's not my favorite Batman film. I think The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger is my number one
0: fave. I love Heath Ledger, but I'm not, uh, I'm not like a superhero film person. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, even being a boy mom, I, I'm like, oh, you guys are watching the new Avengers. I'm just gonna. Scooch
1: on out of here. I enjoy them while they're on. Mm. I have seen very few of the Marvel MCU whatever's. DC, Marvel,
0: whatever it is. I just...
1: Batman is DC, I believe. Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, I liked The Dark Knight. It's it's Heath Ledger. Because it's Heath Ledger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Heath Ledger as the Joker,
1: unparalleled. Yeah. He's really I, good. I don't think anyone else will be able to play the Joker to his level. Now I want to watch 10 Things I Hate About You. <sighs> I love 10 Things I Hate About You.
0: I do prefer so a blonde Heath Ledger, though.
1: I have no preference.
0: I like Heath Ledger all the time. I like Heath Ledger, Knight's Tale.
1: Okay. Um, I like Heath Ledger... 10 things I hate about you, ponytail. Well, little, like, little bun.
0: Right. That's. Why? Okay, I've always felt this way before we sign off here. Why do I feel like in 10 things about you, he is taller?
1: Maybe he is wearing inserts
0: in his shoes. He feels like to me in that movie, maybe it's the dark hair. I don't know. Maybe. He seems, like, taller and thinner. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I notice weird shit sometimes. Yeah. I've also, like, for the past 10 days felt like it's someone's birthday. Mm. Like, June 11th through the 19th, all of those dates feel like someone's birthday to me. And I hope I'm not missing anyone. So, if it was your birthday in the last 10 days, happy birthday. There you go. Blanket happy birthday and move on. Yep. Love it. Whole month of June. Uh, yes.
1: So we've given you a plethora of movie options. Yes. Um, now, another one for Heath Ledger that I don't think gets enough attention, and it's his very, very last film, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. He, I haven't seen that. He died while filming it. Mm-hmm. He He filmed most of the movie. There's like a third of the movie he didn't film. And so, let's see... I think it's Jude Law, Colin Farrell, and Johnny Depp all rotate in. Because Heath Ledger plays Dr. Parnassus. It's very, like, avant-garde, wild, trippy kind of movie. Mm -hmm. And Heath Ledger plays Dr. Parnassus. Well, after he died, they still had a bit of the film to make. So those three actors filled in as Dr. Parnassus, like, changing his face. So they, like, kind of altered the script to account for them, and then they released it. It's an amazing movie.
0: I've never seen
1: it. I loved it. Um, if you don't like weird movies, you're not gonna like it. It's Mm -hmm. very weird, very, like, fanciful and all of that. Super, super good. Uh, you can watch it high Be Excellent high. So, that's my last Heath Ledger recommendation. Um... And I also think we need to spend a few minutes discussing the absolute pandemonium that has ensued in the last week because of Lorna Shore's new single that they dropped. That shit was fucking fire.
0: Yeah, I still, I mean, I don't really know. Like, when I listen to it, I just am like, each time. I just can't, like, believe that that's Uh, what I'm hearing. I, I... You know how many people I sent that to and I was like, I don't care what you're doing. Like, I know it's a long song, but it, I mean, if you can't listen to, like, the six and a half minutes, at least fast forward to, like, the five minute mark and listen from there. Uh, yes. Uh, shit gets...
1: So real at about five minutes fifteen seconds. Yes, the magic part is five minutes twenty eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
0: you can't describe it.
1: It's so okay. Let's let's break. Lorna Shore is a deathcore band. Dakota's been a huge Lorna Shore fan for a very long time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I have never been like hardcore Lorna Shore fan. I, what I found out recently did make me feel very good because I have never been a huge fan of Lorna Shore, and I recently found out that their original vocalist was Tom Barber, the current vocalist of Chelsea Grin, who I have boycotted. I didn't know this. I've just been hearing their old shit like, eh, no thanks. Like, yeah. Like, whatever.
0: There's, like, a lot of deathcore metal bands. There's always, like, those handful of songs from, like, each band here and there that I've always listened to and that, like, will always pop up on my playlist. Mm-hmm. But Lorna Shore has never been one that I'm like, I'm looking up Lorna Shore so I can listen to this particular album.
1: Right. Right. And I know, like, for the last year, they had CJ McCreer or whatever, and he has, like, got some allegations. And so they fired him back, like, a year and a half ago or Mm -hmm. whatever. So they have a new vocalist now. Now, Will Ramos has been touring with them, but this is his first recorded single with them. So it's called To The Hellfire, and this kid, fucking insane. Now, he does... High, Would I prefer a vocalist who does a lot of highs, hmm. which is why I love Alex Kohler so much. He's like the king of highs. Well, and
0: Mitch Lucker, RIP. I, I don't know. I mean, like, he does a lot of highs, but he's just he just kind of like hits every like target on the board.
1: Yeah, he's doing a little bit of everything, and he he did. A pig squeal. First of all, I haven't heard a pig squeal in metal in years. Like since 2006, I have not been here in a pig squeal
0: <laughs> at all. And that was like a full like ten seconds. And he,
1: yeah, I've never heard a pig squeal like that ever. No,
0: no, never, never. This
1: is probably the only the second time I've heard a vocal where it's 100% unique to that vocalist. The other one would be Franz from Attila. No one is doing the Franz because he did it, and now if you do it, they're like, oh, well, you're doing the Franz. So... I, like, I just...
0: I don't know. I The whole song is great. Every, every second of the song is good. That's just, like, the craziest, like, minute and a half in it music is. that I have heard in fucking years
1: it's so yeah and what's crazy is that every area of my life was like you have to hear this like youtube just put the video in front of me tiktok it was all these tiktokers reacting to it you sent it to me my sister sent it to me dakota sent it to me everyone is like have you heard this and i'm like I have heard it 400 times now. <laughs> it's not enough times, but I have heard it 400 times. It's so fucking
0: good. It's so
1: good. It's so good. It's the best release of the year. Easily mm-hmm. of the year. Now, Worm Shepherd when they dropped A Cursed" back in October, that shit was fire as well. That's black metal, though. Not the same genre. Still... But that had Alex Kohler in it, so I'm not counting it, because I am super biased.
0: What really sucks is, like, when you get new singles in this genre, there's only a select group of people who are sharing it and yeah. promoting it. Yeah. Whereas when fucking, I don't know, Justin Bieber? Does he still do music? I don't know. Uh, who's doing music right now?
1: You guys, who's doing
0: music now? 'Cause there's not a lot we're listening to that we weren't listening to ten years ago. Correct. So I don't know, whatever the kids are listening to now, when that shit hits, everyone hears it. Yeah. Because it's on the radio. Right. This is not on the radio. They're
1: not playing to the hellfire on the radio.
0: Why? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean you Why is there not a state at least a local station like in a few different places around the country that broadcasts to other states?
1: Yeah, I don't it's so weird. Here's the thing. Yeah, there's probably a, sh- a there are a ton of curse words in deathcore. You can't hear you them can't, though. The layman will not understand them. Like no. I can listen to deathcore and hear the words, but I've been listening to
0: deathcore for 16 years. I just want it to come on in someone's car that's not expecting it. Absolutely. Just like that has to happen. I mean, not that I really listen to the radio at all. I never listen to the radio. um, Um, Unless, I don't know, my phone's dead or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, it was great. It was very exciting.
1: So exciting. I actually made, uh, so one of the engineers that I work with, his name's Carl. He is like really like reserved, introverted, like kind of soft spoken, he plays classical violin. Oh, fucking course he does. And I said, Carl, this is not a test. This is the real thing. I need you to listen to the song on your lunch break. And he was like, "Are you trolling me right now?" And I said, "Carl, no. I need you to listen to the song." So he did. I didn't think he was going to. I thought Maybe he used to the whole thing. I think so. I mean, Carl is a
0: dedicated person. Once okay. he starts something, he finishes. Like, if, if you're listening to the first four, like, you might as well.
1: You, yes. Once it's on, you might as well just go the distance. Right. So he did listen to it, and I was like, Carl, I am so proud of you. And he was like, I didn't hate it. And I was like, that is a real win. Wow. And then he said, uh, my friend introduced me to this band called After the Barrel. And I was like, Carl. I didn't know you were into Gent, first of all. And second of all, how are you, After the Burial is going to be at the Granada in September. Should we go? Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, pump the brakes. I'm not that into it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: But I love After
0: the Burial. They're so good. I did um, play it for Corey. At work Hell Yeah what's yeah. up Corey? not the whole thing just the last just the end yeah yeah
1: i love watching people react to it on youtube because like there are a lot of people who are metal musicians that will listen to it and like react to it like yeah. the first time they hear it every single one of them that last breakdown they're just like their face is like they have seen the second coming of jesus
0: yes that's like,
1: that's exactly what it is. It's
0: just, it's a really great song to showcase, like, everything that he can do.
1: Yeah. I am so pumped for their EP to come out in August. This Will Ramos, mad talented. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, I have not heard a vocalist that I like more than Mitch Lucker or Alex Kohler ever. This kid, he might. He might be the new faith. How old is he? I don't know. It doesn't say anywhere. I tried to find it.
0: I did too. So did my sister. Who is this man? Will, how old are you? Is he 20 or is he 37? I don't know. My guess was 20. I'm going to say 25. 25? 20's young.
1: 20 is young. He looks like a baby to me. It's the hair. It is the hair. It's nice. It's, but nice. it's the hair. It's
0: the curliness.
1: Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. When I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay. He's so cute. <laughs> and then he makes that noise, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Maybe so not. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh, dude. He was, uh, so good.
0: So listen to it, all of you out there. Yeah, go watch the movies. Uh listen to that. And um Been Your Pop Culture episode. Yep. And we're gonna have some Chips Corner on the Instagram. Well, I don't know if Instagram will allow that. Definitely, That's Artie. He's saying hello. Yeah. On TikTok for sure. Go follow us on TikTok, please. What if I told you podcast?
1: Yeah, we're going to have two fresh TikToks mm-hmm. for Chips Corner and they're going to be on the TikTok for sure.
0: Yep. He's we dropping will, some knowledge.
1: We will uh, see about the Instagram. I think, yeah, I think it's too long. Might be too long for the Instagram. We could do a reel. Reels can be long. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it'll be on both. Check those out.
0: We can do that.
1: Um, At what if I told you pod on Insta. Yep. And um, I think that we're going to sign off here. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Ariel and Haley for our art and our music. Always. And, yeah, so in the meantime, while... You're listening to To the Hellfire by Lorna Shore and watching the host. We also need you to be kind out there and stay weird. Okay, goodbye.